Good evening, Patriots. And it's still Tuesday, March 8th in the year 2022. You know, it's a really interesting thought. I was just having a great conversation with, you all know, Brad Cummings, who was the editor, general editor for the Founders Bible. And we were talking about what lies ahead. We're going to talk a lot about that tonight. So I don't think it's as dark as most people think. That doesn't mean we don't have to prepare. It doesn't mean we aren't going to put put through some challenges. But I don't think it's as dark as people think. Before we begin tonight, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the coffee for Bart's Nation. Really proud to have our brand on that. That's a coffee that was in part developed by Dr. Eric Naputi. It was designed to, it has been designed to give you that boost of energy and then sustained energy across the entire day, increasing your mental focus while also enhancing your immune system. Expedition Coffee is a coffee that's been designed to work in concert with a whole other series of products to develop a whole health ecosystem. And in this day and age, when with so much of our bodies are under attack by outside influences, stress, things they spray in the air, put stuff they put in our water. This health ecosystem is designed completely to do as much as it can to protect and enhance your ability to function and reclaim your health sovereignty. Those other products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pinecone extract with high levels of vitamin C, Earth, which is a full-body nutrient powder, mix it with with water, drink it like a shake. It provides the supplemental needs your body requires for the full day. And Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract currently on the market. And that's designed to isolate most of the pathogens that your body engages with or comes in contact with and helps, again, enhance your immune system. So if you go to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, check out all those products. Those products, again, are designed to help you get healthy, stay healthy, stay strong, increase your mental focus, and give you back your health sovereignty. Check it out. All those links are below. The podcast that goes up every night. Galatians five thirteen to 18. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are for these are opposed to each other to keep them, keep you from doing things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. This is, in the perspective, I think this defines a lot of the state that we're currently in. There's a tremendous amount of fear porn going on right now. Just crazy type things being written that people are telling you it's the end of the world, it's the end of times. There, there's almost these panic writings of trying to tell you that, that there's, look out, here it comes. And I'm not saying everyone, obviously. 
but definitely there is enough of it out there that you should, if you haven't seen it, it doesn't take much to find it. I'm increasingly convinced that this, that the fear that people are feeling is the trap. And as the trap, I think that what is happening here is it's rooted in the desires of the flesh. Because one of the things about fear is there's a validation. I mean, here's, here's an account which is not, as far as I know, it's a, it's a faux account, but it's Ezra A. Cohen account. And here are the things. It starts out with cyber attack ongoing. Supply chain is next. Rough estimate states 1 billion deaths. Withdraw your money from banks immediately. 5G radiation, hyperinflation, food shortages, water shortages, supply chain issues, World War III, vaccine genocide, open borders, human trafficking, highest levels, missing children, Marine Epstein cover-up, or Maxine Epstein cover-up, transgender LGBTQ school agenda, critical race theory, election fraud, Black BlackRock, artificial intelligence, 2030. Okay. All of those things we know. Every one of them. And this Ukraine thing has got everybody escalating towards the end of the world. I've said this before that if I was the enemy, I would use Revelation as my template to fight God's children because it wouldn't be sanctioned by God and it wouldn't be part of God's timing, but I would use it as the psyop to make people believe that revelation was here so that they would not fight me and that they would accept the rise of what they would call the Antichrist. This is an interesting optic because I've said this before and people will say, well, if that happens and God's sanctioning it, no, that does not mean that at all. There is no saying that the enemy can't use what's in Scripture against us. And it's a very cautious step because the one thing about revelation is that People keep looking for it to happen, and yet God has said it is not for us to know the timing. And then there's this other side that people say, well, I read the end of the book, and God wins. But somehow, like, that win gets translated to this idea that the world is all ending, and it's all over, and i got to prep, and i got to dig bunkers, and i got to get ammo. It's like, where is the disconnect? Because the last part of that is really pretty profound in all that happens. God's been placing his will on many people's hearts to prepare. It's not just things we talk about here, but people have been feeling this. I'm, I'm included. We need to, and it's not just preparing in food. Like I've talked about this. I've had, I've had God put on my heart to build a library of books of skills and references. And I've, I've built, I've bought hundreds of books in the last few months, literally get them in paper. Don't do them in digital. God's been putting on my heart to get hand tools, not electric, to build a, rebuild my entire carpentry kit that I used to have so that there's nothing electrical in it, and I'm just about done doing that. To be able to hunt without requirement of gunpowder. So I have my bow, and I have my ability to make my own arrows and fletch my own arrows. Fly fish, and I have my ability to make my own flies. See... And I say all these things because these are the things that God's been putting on my heart to do. So if the world is going to end like so many people are wanting it, why is God providing 
the tools for hope. And if you think about it, I mean, all this would be like, okay, God's, God gives us each money. That's how I see things. God's all the money we have, whatever we have, that's a gift of God for us to steward. So why would God be asking me and others, many others, to steward the money towards something when the world is going to be erased and we're all going to die? And I say that it's not going to happen like that. And I say that the people that are clanging that bells of fear and this end of world are trying to live within the fulfillment of the body of the desires of the flesh. And they're not walking and led by the spirit. So in that place, when we are walking with the spirit, it is a place of that centers ourselves on love, not fear. We know that it's not new, but then there's also one Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. So what is that temptation? Right now, what is the greatest temptation? The greatest temptation before all of us is a choice of fear or faith. That is your greatest temptations. Which one are you going to choose? And fear is a narcotic. Fear is a dark narcotic. In fact, once you get fear hooked in you, you are going to get want to go back and get more of it. And in fact, that's a lot in, from the, the work that I've done in the past. I can tell you that's what I see. Is I see people that have been hooked on the narcotic of fear, and that's the adrenaline, the dopamine, and they just literally have to go back and get more. And they have to keep getting more over and over. Just like, that's literally when I want to go, hey, get a my pillow. Go talk to Mike Lindell. Get a my pillow. Use your Bards code and your Bards promo code. Go get a my pillow and go to sleep and sleep it off because you need to. That'd be a pretty good deal. And maybe get some Giza sheets too while you're at it. But you see, that's th- this whole point that I'm getting at here is people are overstressed. They're, they're getting wrapped into this desires of the flesh. And as they get wrapped into the desires of the flesh, they're separating themselves from that walk in the spirit. Fear, everything that when people are driven by fear, if you're, if you're prepping or preparing or stocking up, however you want to phrase it, if you're doing it because of a fear narrative, you're not walking with God on this. God's not driving fear. He's giving wisdom. He's giving guidance. That's one of my big problems with some of this panic stuff that's going on. We've been steadily talking about preparation. And we're moving forward. And the problem is that too many people keep expecting a certain type of fight and they keep expecting a certain type of enemy and they feel that the world that they had is being torn from them. Those are all myths. What the world is we are living in and seeing is the same world we grew up in our entire life. The only difference is the veneer has been removed so you can see it now. That's the gift. The world that we've become accustomed to is the world of fiction. It is not a real world. It never was. It was built on sand. 
the relationships that we had, the work that we had, the dependency on money, the debt economy, working in a country that was literally the the extortion arm of the entire global network using its military as its front weapon as they slaughtered our sons and daughters to fight their wars. That's the truth, not and we lived in it as a myth. Like we were a great country. Everything about us was super. We were saving the world for democracy. That's all garbage. It's all propaganda. And so there is, when you start to step back from that, we start to alleviate some of the challenges that we're currently facing. People right now, there's people reacting right now in anger. They're like, these people deserve our blah, 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 because they're taking my life away from me. No, actually they're not. I'm not saying they don't deserve justice, but they're not taking your life away from you. They gave you this life and you accepted it. And that's the life that you've been living, which is under their rules on their game board, living with the things that they wanted you to have, living in a life of scarcity and accepting that scarcity was the norm, not the abnormal. God's world is not one of scarcity. How many people have truly embraced the idea of stepping on snakes and scorpions and having dominion over all evil? And I can tell you right now, about zero. We talk it. We're not really there. And so in this place where we are right now, so much of what is happening is we're still being trapped in the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh include this fear. So when we hear in 1 Corinthians, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Right now, the greatest temptation we have is the addiction to the fear that we need to be re-injected. So many need. Anger is another one because it's the same type of emotions. And those emotions generate adrenaline and dopamine. And they create a, a narcotic that we physically become addicted to. Angry people feed on more anger. Vengeful people feed on more vengeance. And it's a cycle. Fear-driven people feed on more fear. They need it. That's part of fulfilling them. But this continues in 1 Corinthians. God is faithful. We know that. Are we faithful enough to him? That's my question. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. No, he won't. But we also have free will in that. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way to escape that you may be able to endure it. So right there is the free will component. He will provide the the way of escape. The question is, will we accept it? And what will be our expectations when we do? And right now is one of these times when we're being given this pathway of escape. We're being able to see what these people are like. We're seeing what their intentions are. It's in plain view. And still people are angry and saying, I, I'm mad because my world was disrupted. That's not accepting it. That's trying to go back. God's giving us a gift to have an exodus, to leave it, and to leave it with one another with a joy in the walk in Christ to know that they can't touch us because as we walk with him, all things are, are secured. This is still a very challenging time for many because we're having to unlock our shackles 
that are holding us to the old way. And like it or not, many people are chained and enslaved by what the system was. It doesn't mean that they don't say they want to leave. It doesn't mean that they hate it. Many hate it. They want to leave. They want to get out. But they can't make that final step because there's something about the past that they want to bring forward. They liked it this way. They liked it that way. I wanted it when President Trump was in power. I liked this when such and such was doing this. Those, That's over. Whatever is coming is going to be our choice to bring in. And right before us right now are some critical issues that we also have to face to be responsible. The responsibility that we are dealing with at this moment is tending to those things that God is putting on our heart. And we have to be prepared to make the next step. We hear these stories of like, if you're in an urban area, you got to run, you got to leave. I would say if you're in big cities in high density areas, it's going to be pretty challenging. But I also know this, that God has all of his children that are standing with him in the right place. And if not, he's going to put it on your heart if you're listening to move to somewhere, to relocate to somewhere else. Listening is the critical part here because when we get wrapped in fears or we get wrapped in the obsession of the things the flesh desires, this is a, I'm going to reverse that a little bit, not just the desires of the flesh, but what the flesh desires. It's like this thing of Ukraine and some of the guys I know that want to go fight in Ukraine. Why is it they're so willing to go on a foreign land and die, but they're not willing to do the same here in this nation? That befuddles me. I have no idea. But it's, The flesh is desiring a blood fight and they think that they can go over and they can have that blood fight and they can do it with somebody who's in a uniform or something like that. They're not equipped to deal with a fight here that has no lead behind it. This is a fight that's been dealing with digital, legal, political, informational, educational, and and they don't know how to handle that. So they default to the desires of the flesh, which is to go, I'm going to have a real fight. Lock and load, baby. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to spray them all. This fight is a very high-level fight. This is a fight in the spirit, first and foremost. And when we accept that and we step away from the desires of the flesh, we step into that walk with God. We're feeding the spirit and the spirit's leading us with the one thing the spirit knows and is, and knows well, that's love and not love. I always have to qualify this because love in English sucks as a word. It, it's horrible. It's not like you're going to, we're running around the streets going, Hey, I've got a daffodil. I want to put in your hair and I want to give you a hug and love you so much. That is not what we're talking about. It's like sappy hippie stuff. We're talking about this level of respect and absolute reverence for all that God's created. That's agape love. So let's go back to those things that were on that account on Telegram. Rough estimates states 1 billion deaths. Okay, from my first question is from what? My guess is that we're dealing with that many in the shot anyway, likely, possible, but who knows? 
The next question is, can you control it? The answer is no. Withdraw your money from the banks immediately. I think having getting your money out of banks is a good idea as much as you can. But it doesn't mean it's easy because we rely on a lot of the, what the banks do. So getting some cash out and leaving enough maybe there to pay your bills, wise, wise statement, but not in the sense of panic. Keep yourself calm. Then we do this, high, 5G highest radiation. We know 5G towers are there. What can we do about it? Either you hook up your winch with your Jeep and you yank them off the towers or you let them be. But there's not a lot we can do. Hyperinflation. It's happening right now. Right now. Food shortages. We've been talking about that for 18 months and it's coming. I hope you've been preparing and I hope you have extras and I hope you've been growing a garden. If not, get busy. Water shortages. You should have water for about 90 days and you should have a good water source. Supply chain issues. That's been going on for 18 months. If you haven't gotten used to that and figured out it's a problem, I don't know what to tell you. Take that frying pan I've been talking about and hit yourself between the eyes and try it again. World War III. Well, I always hate this one because people don't look at this the right way. World War I was basically with was the Prussian-German transition. World War II was with Germany again. World War III arguably was a series of wars across the world that culminated, which was Korea, Vietnam, and culminating in Africa. And ending in with the Glasnost and the collapse of the Soviet Empire. That was World War III. World War IV is really where we're at. And it's a hybrid war between fourth generation and fifth generation warfare, all centered on information, deception, and the digital space. That's basically it. So, okay, we're here. We're actually one ahead. So am I panicked? Should you be panicked? Nope. Vaccine genocide. That's already happening. And hopefully there won't be any more idiots that take it. Open borders. Not much has changed. Human trafficking, highest levels. That's actually happening now. Missing children. That's nothing new. We need to fix it. Maxine and Epstein cover-up. Same thing. Transgender LGBT school agenda. Not new. Been going on here for a while. Not enough has been done about it. Critical race theory. It's here. They've been selling the books. They prepped it years ahead of time. Election fraud. No No news there. Already here. No one's fixed anything. BlackRock, Larry Fink, all news, all the old news now. We know that they have $6 trillion in assets, artificial intelligence, growing like a beast, and they want to control your life with it. 2030, that's their time frame. Okay, got it. Now, what can you do about any of it? You can do one major issue. Make a choice to say no. Some of those things in the environment you can't help, but we talk about like whole body health. I'm really serious when I start the program out with these products and I'm not, I'm not just pushing them to push them for fun. There's a logic and a reason behind them. You can do and use whatever you want, but the idea is we need to be building our whole body health. We need to be building up the immune system so our bodies will get stronger and be able to push out this cell damage, which is really what's happening when you start to get 
stuff, like phlegm and stuff. Okay, so we've got that. You should have been prepping in the sense of getting ready to grow some of your own food or grow a lot of it. That's true. But all of these things, if we're, we put those together, these are all like, okay, they're here. What are we going to do about it? And then you have God over here saying, I need you to start preparing for the next phase. That's essentially what God's been doing. I mean, why would God have encouraged people to store food and put things aside like Joseph if he felt that at the end of seven years, everyone would be dead? What would be the point? God would be like, yeah, don't bother. Yeah, you're all going to be dead in seven years anyway, so don't even bother filling the grain. Just have a big party instead. Big big one. Bring out the Dom Perignon. So my point of all this is there is tremendous hope. We just need to change the optics so that we're understanding that God is guiding us to something that's really profound. And as he's doing that, he's telling people, guiding people to prepare because there's going to be a transition in this. And that transition is going to have a period of, I'm going to use the term loosely, famines because you're going to have limitations on goods and services. It's not going to get easy. Hyperinflation is going to take effect. We know that's happening. The dollar's imploded. It's gone. It's just moving very quickly. So all of this is leading us to what should be a very positive look in the world. But here is the trick. First problem is 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. The love, and I would add the fear of losing, the love of and the fear of losing money is the root of all kinds of evils. Because that fear creates irrational decisions. It creates doubt. It questions whether I should do this or that. You have anxiety. And all those things are not about coming closer to the relationship of the spirit. You're not walking in the spirit. Rather, you're gratifying the desires of the flesh. Because the anxiety and fear of losing money is not something that's part of the flesh or part of the spirit. It's all part of the flesh. We have to be willing to walk away from it all and trust in God to such a degree to know that he will always deliver. Think of yourself like on the Exodus, on the eve of Passover. You've been warned. How easy would it be for any of us to say, okay, I need to pack just what I can throw in my back. Kneading bowl. In that sense, they were loaded up with silver and the gold of, the, of each of their slave owners. And then they were told to get out and they left. And everything that they knew, the world that they had known their entire life, the relationships that they had, like taking care of, this, of their master's children, which were like their own. The work that they knew, everything that was about their life, every reference point was stripped from them in one evening and they were put on a walk toward, in the desert. That's not an easy bit of trauma to deal with. But they were obedient to the Lord. And that's a question I think every one of us should be putting to ourselves is, are we that obedient? 
I personally feel so good these days. I think it's a powerful time. I think big things are shifting. I, the Ukraine thing makes me laugh. I mean, and here's my thing is like, okay, so we're going to go through thermal nuclear war, like thermal nuclear stupid. Okay. And people are like, oh, dude, it's the end. And they're like, no, actually, I'm really not too stressed about it. If they're going to be dumb enough to drop a major bioweapon, hit an EMP, drop some nuclear war and wipe out a bunch of people, it's like, all right, I can no control over it. I'd be like, Lord, what do you want me to do, Father? He'd be like, keep doing, going, keep going. All right, I'll just keep going. Should I stress about it? He just, you can almost feel Father rolling his eyes. It's like, did I tell you no fear? It's like, yes, I got that one. Okay. Just trust in me. And I think this is what's so profound right now is that literally we're being thrust into these places where life is getting increasingly simple. It's not a complicated issue here. For all the noise and all of the things that are going on, we have to make a very simple choice. If you want to be in their world, then you can have the anger, you can have the frustration, you can have the anxiety, you can have the worries about scarcity. That's what their world is. And I think you're going to get stuck there. But if you're going to walk over here in this walk of faith and the glory of Christ, and it's just going to be like, okay, let's walk. Like, I'll just do what I'm going to do. Let me get the things I need and Hopefully they'll be useful and I'm going to tend to my garden and get that ready. I'm going to do the best I can. 440 plants ready to go in the ground in about a week. I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, this is, this is how I'm going, right? Oh, and I look at my inventories and I'm like, oh, I better get a few more seeds. So I'll order some more seeds. I have to get another hand axe. I'm going to order that. You know, it's just, I keep going through stuff and I'm like, okay, what do I need? And I'm not, and I'm not doing buying obsession. I just kind of put it to God. It's like, okay, you told me, I tell God, it's like, you told me to build a carpentry kit. It's just some additional things I'm going to get. And I pray on it all. I, I'm just sharing with you me because I pray on all this. I, I mean, I pray a lot on it. So I'm like, it's like, God, this is your money and I'm not rich, but it's like what he's given me. And it's like, okay, you want me to use it for this? Yes. Okay. I will. And that's how I, that's what I'm saying is it's, we're just paying attention to him and forget all this other stuff. The plan is right there, his plan. And the preparation is fantastic. And that's a beautiful thing. So, 1 Corinthians 3, 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. When I read that phrase, that's the intimate relationship we're having with Father. For him to truly know us, not for us to assume that what we see in a reflection is who we are, but to really get to know Father, to discover who we really are in his eyes. And that's truly this, the beauty in this walk is as we do this. We get to know him better, and it's just an amazing, evolving space before us. The world is fantastic right now. It's, it's crazy, but it's fantastic. Could you imagine even a year ago, 
talking about Ukraine in terms of what we know today. Could you imagine six months ago of literally having people that were narking on everybody about not wearing a mask now getting concerned that the things that they've done, they're going to be held accountable for. The world has changed massively. God's moving this thing. He's shaking it bigly. And that's good. We need that. And we're going to enjoy the show even more as we walk more closely with Christ. And it's not really fair to say a show because we have an active role in this. I heard a story today of a six-year-old who met Jesus when they were six. And over the course of a year or so, maybe two, they brought 200, this young man brought 200 young people in his life to be saved and brought them to Jesus. That's pretty amazing. That's the power of what we're talking about here. A six-year-old. So if a six-year-old can bring 200, I think each one of us can introduce Jesus to one or two. And I that's how I see this, is that this is where we just shine right now. All this fear nonsense, I just look at it and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, here we go. That's the enemy working because the enemy's in their hearts. The enemy's massaging those those fears and then with that it breeds into this the actions of the flesh. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's crazy and so I'm losing my mind. We're going to go to World War III. It's all over. My skin's going to fall off. It's going to peel as soon as the nuclear flash goes. I'm going to be blinded. There's going to be radiation sickness and we're going to have two-headed dogs running around and then pretty soon we're going to have like 16-headed snakes and I'm going to have to be running with my go bag and I'm going to run to the mountains and I'm going to have to scavenge from the desert floor. I'm going to go down to the floor of the mountains and it's going to be a desert floor because it's all been a nuclear wasteland, but somewhere in there I'm going to have to dig a little hole and take out my filter straw and draw some water and I, and it's going to be an amazing fight. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to survive every minute of it. It's going to be road warrior. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I, I think so for some, but not. I I think it's going to be more like, yeah, this, this is kind of one of those weird days and there's going to be a lot of suckiness with it, but we're going to sit there with the Lord. He's going to be like, hey, just, I've got you. Don't worry. Just keep going. Keep going. You're doing good. And that's where we want to be, tucked into Father. Because he's got us. And I really think, I truly believe that Father has us in such an amazing way right now. And I think there's so much refreshing spaces. And there are spaces around this country where you really feel refreshed. I'm going to be honest. I step out in my backyard with the garden and I look at the new starter plants. And I'm like, yeah, this is nice. This is renewal. This is hope. This is what Father needs us to do. He needs us to get back to basics. He needs us to let go of this dependency on the tech and the AIs. He needs us to not be panicked about banks since banks are Babylonian. I mean, all these things are Babylonian. If they fall, it's like, good on them. Fall. 5G. 
it's nightmarish. And then we get into this thing of like, well, what happens if I lose my money? I don't know. I know this, and I truly believe this. If we were sitting here and it was there was no food around, God's going to take care of his children. And maybe that's mana. Maybe it's a, I don't know what it's going to be. But no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way to escape and that you may be able to endure it. All we have to do is have faith in him and trust in him. And all this other noise goes away. I think that's a good deal because I see hope ahead. I see hard work. I see where we're going. I see the need for us to listen and to get busy doing if we haven't been doing work harder. I think we all need to work harder because there's a time here coming as I keep saying this phrase and I think it's so pertinent. Never will so much be asked of so few by so many. That is profound and yet I think that's where we are. How many people out here really know God? I don't know, but whoever you are and whoever we are together We need to come together and bring that message to each and every person when we meet because that personal relationship is what's going to snap them out of the darkness if they're willing to listen. But I'm good. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot of crazy stuff in the next year and a half, and I think it's going to get a little rough. But here's the deal. Rough is more about, in our sense, is going to be enduring. Rough for others is going to be panic and feel like life and death. But you cannot come to Christ after you have walked away from Father in all aspects. It's not going to swing the pendulum back to him until he takes away the things that they have been lured away with. And when those things start to fall down and they find out suddenly that they don't have that bank account, they don't have that 401k, they don't have the things that they're used to getting down at Publix or Safeway or Fred Meyer or Kroger, whatever that is, and it's too expensive to take that weekend trip to go surfing four hours away, but now you have to do something local, maybe stay at home and spend time with the family. Oh, dear. That's father working right there, just literally bringing us down and come and getting us to humble ourselves and say, okay, we're here. We are humbled before you. Now we seek your face and we ask you to heal the land and heal us. That's a pretty beautiful walk right there. And I'm in, I'm all in Patriots. Let's pray. Heavenly father. Thank you this beautiful time that we are in allowing us to see clearly all the deceptions and all the twists and turns of things that we had taken for granted. Lord, I really remembered tonight Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Let us continue to build strength with one another, to bring up one another, to love thy neighbor as we love thyself and to continue to raise up and dispel the fears. There is too much out here in fear. There's too much of self-centered and desires of the flesh, the worries, the, the consternating, the wringing of hands. We shouldn't be that way. So, Father, lead us in these places. Open the hearts of the many that are like experiencing that. Give us the opportunity to engage them 
on your behalf, if you would. Allow us, Father, to bring light to many of the places of darkness as we can. And let us just sing and praise the the glory of Christ Jesus, who has literally sacrificed himself to give us life and to quite literally become our advocate for you. Thank you. We don't have words in our language to express the depth of love and thankfulness that we have for all that has been done for us. We pray for those that just can't understand that. We pray for those that haven't grasped that. We pray for those that have chosen fear over the glory and, and success of all that sits before us. We pray that people will turn their eyes to you and seek you and seek all that's there, the fearless walk in this life within the body of Christ to truly bring us as one back to you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, let's raise up many. Let's not let people waller in the darkness and fear. I think that's a good mission and good challenge. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers up, patriots. We need a lot of prayers right now for many that are feeling in unnecessary levels of anxiety for things that they can't control, the things that Father can unburden and Jesus can fix. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Secure the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee, 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through. Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now Yeah.
sets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow, oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.